Thank you for checking out the HR Like a Boss podcast. If it resonates with you, please consider leaving a rating and review, and better yet, subscribe and share with a friend. Please also consider taking the HR Like a Boss survey at willery.com forward slash HRLAB. I've embarked on a journey to get to know amazingly awesome HR and business professionals. These conversations make for the foundation of my book called HR Like a Boss. And today on our episode, I am joined by Deborah Tatro. Deborah is a lifelong Northeast Ohio resident and human resource consultant with more than 15 years of experience specializing in organizational effectiveness, development, and well being. She holds a Bachelor's of Science in Biology from Hiram and just completed her MBA from Lake Erie College. Her career has involved many things, including wellness and human resource teams and initiatives and consulting, as well as volunteering for a number of nonprofit organizations, including the American Heart Association. She is a senior certified HR professional and has, is a certified member of the American Council on Exercise. Deborah, welcome to the show. Hello, thank you so much for having me. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, it's my pleasure. And uh, for those that don't know you who are listening in right now, why don't you give them a, a little background uh, above and beyond what I already shared of what you're really working on right now and uh, some, some of the work you've done in the past. Yeah, so I really started out in wellness um, and coaching, um, a lot of experience in training and development, um, talent coaching and development, and just have had the opportunity to work for some really great HR leaders and kind of spread my wings and um, just glean some really great HR experience over the years. I consider myself a, a generalist. Um, but I um, really have a strong aptitude for talent development. And right now I'm just working on consulting, um, coaching, and doing some writing. Awesome. You have to give me some tips. I'd love to, uh, to get you. <laughs> what, are you, what are you writing about? Are you doing some blogging or some wellness related stuff or? Um, just some articles. And, you know, I volunteer uh, for our little church uh, choir and I actually do some songwriting. So some of that's been fun. Um, yeah. I know, but a lot of fun. How do you find the inspiration for that? Like, is, is there a way that you write a song? I'm, I'm so curious. Like I, I, I think of like, when I think of music and music's actually a big part of nature, like a boss with the, the kind of relation to Bruce Springsteen, the boss. And yeah. I never can understand the words when someone sings them until I see the lyrics. And then all of a sudden I was like, Oh wow, that really does have meaning. So I'm just curious as to how, how do you go about writing your music? Yeah, sometimes it's just, you know, a situation or a person or an inspiration um, just kind of comes to your mind. I think writers in general like to organize words. I love organizing things, words included. And so then, you know, if you have a passion for music, I'm a mediocre guitar player. Um, you know, it's really easy to kind of put it to a tune and it's fun. It's actually for stress management and well-being. I think having those opportunities to do something outside of our work that lets us be creative is just so helpful. Yeah, I was going to mention that opportunity for you to do something creative, use a different part of your brain than maybe you can do in some of your HR consulting or volunteering work. So good for yeah. you. I'd love to hear one of your songs. You have to send them along if you don't mind. Okay, we'll do that. <laughs> So we could probably talk about that it might be more interesting to some listening, but uh, I know many are on here to figure out how you're doing HR like a boss and some of the components of 
uh, amazing and awesome HR. So first and foremost, I'd like to start out with my guest providing their perspective on what is the purpose? Like, how would you describe the purpose of human resources? I really, you know, just maybe because of my wellness background, I really see HR as, you know, our purpose is to improve the overall health of an organization. Um, you know, we have our fingers on the pulse of the organization where if you think about just the body of work that HR encompasses, um, it's, it's, it's really broad, uh, mitigating risk and end-to-end um, -end talent management. There's just so much um, fiscal health. And we're really, you know, I love analogies too. And, you know, we think about an organization as, as a body, a human body. I think of HR as kind of like the blood vessels, you know, the veins and the arteries carrying um, nutrients and oxygen and really keeping all the parts connected. Um, so I really see that, you know, it, it, it helps us to, when we think about overall health to focus on employees at the individual level and then also, you know, the overall health of our enterprises. Now, I have not heard that one before, but the blood, the human resources is the blood vessels of the anatomy. So I, I've got, <laughs> I'm going to maybe add that into my, my number of questions that uh, what, what body part do you think HR relates to in, in the overall, maybe that yeah. should be a new section of the book or, 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 or you should write a book just about that, right? All the different components of <laughs> anatomy and what they are in business. Like what is, what is finance? What's IT? Like um, yeah. that might be pretty cool. We might be onto something. It's great visualization, you know. <laughs> for sure, for sure. So tell me about, like, so with that purpose, and I, I, I do certainly appreciate that, the kind of improving and driving the health of the organization, fiscal, fiscal health. Uh, what challenge do you think HR faces when trying to achieve that purpose? Yeah, that, that's a great question. I, I really think that the challenges are different in every organization, you know, and they're always changing. When we look back at 2020 and just think of all of the things that we had to navigate through COVID, uh, you know, many companies who never had to work remotely, that was new for so many people. Um, some companies who had to, you know, revisit their structure, design, or do more with less. Um, I saw some organizations that completely redefined their purpose and, you know, um, operated differently. So when you think about that, it's really navigating change. And I think HR has had a lot of heavy lifting, especially this past year. And at the heart of navigating change, I think we have really two key elements, and that's developing the effectiveness of our people leaders and developing um, really, really effective communications. Um, they're both so important. You know, if we have equipped managers who are on board, that really helps us to work more strategically. I think just so important. Um, and, and, and it helps us to have these change champions, you know, out there in the enterprise. I think it goes a long way in being strategically inclusive, which is really, really important um, and working cross-functionally. Um, and when I think about effective communications, it's the same, you know, they're holistic. We're getting just the right messages to the right people at the right time. And I think those are, are really important to help us achieve our goals. No, I really, I really appreciate you sharing that around the kind of people leadership. Uh, HR's opportunity to me is aligning the purpose, making it clear, and then getting that information to the, the leadership team, the managers that are ending up influencing, supporting, developing their staff members. To me, that's one of the main components yeah. where HR could just 
really, really up their game and realize the potential. Because uh, we all know when you have a great manager, how great those outcomes can be in his or her department. And we know the opposite when we have a bad manager, the number of issues you might have as it relates to that. So uh, I don't know if, you, if you're willing to share any more about any experiences you had there or digging into it about how, how did you get that management team and, and those that were working with your staff and team members uh, to be as effective as they can be in their role. I think it's so important to just really collaborate well. You know, we think about kind of achieving our purpose or removing barriers. It's really around being super collaborative. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a team effort. You know, I've seen different managers need different things. And we talk about um, trying to achieve our purpose and how different organizations do it differently. Every manager is an individual too. And I think that we have to have a lot of solutions, a lot of tools for them. Um, and then we have to communicate and make them available. So I've had the opportunity to work with some amazing training and development professionals. Um, you know, and those professionals who, to your point, are so aligned with the business and the business needs. It's not fair for us to say, well, we've got this great development opportunity for our people leaders. Everybody needs to come off the floor for four hours and you know, we're gonna do this huge training. We have to consider business needs and it really needs to be something that's ongoing, not a one-time thing. So I think that the, the, the teams that do it best are the ones who are in front of those people leaders and just connecting with them all the time. It's just an ongoing relationship. Yeah, no, I, I, I certainly appreciate that and, and echo it. You remind me of a comment made by one of my prior guests that talked about HR's job when something comes into the function is to have empathy about it, to make it more clear and to not add any more drama to it whatsoever, right? So when you think about a department with a manager and the manager has an issue, like thinking of HR's role in that simple form, like how do I make what's going on more clear so we can understand it? How can I provide a plan, you know, so that we can create clarity? And then more importantly, maybe in some regards, how do I diffuse the drama that's going on and not add to it in my role? So I really appreciate that context. And I think that's super important. Um, do, you, do you think yeah. that there are uh, on that front of you know, working with effective leaders, making the people, managers better at what they do and their ability to communicate, the organization to communicate, are there, are there things that get in the way of being able to do that effectively? What are some of the challenges maybe you've experienced uh, in, in seeing it not be done the way that it potentially could be? Well, you know, I think we in HR, and I've had the opportunity to listen to several of your guests so far, and I think we have just some great information out there. You know, we need to understand the business and the processes and the systems that our teams use. And I think it's so helpful for us to share how our systems and processes work. And, you know, sometimes we um, maybe make assumptions that people know that, or we say, you know, oh, we sent this training out. We trained on that two years ago. Everybody should know that. Well, you know, they, they might not. So helping just to keep information in front of people and very accessible, I think is, is really, really helpful. Um, you know, the biggest impact that, that we have on people, I kind of think in three buckets, there's the people part, the processes part, and the technology part. And I think HR people do the people part really well for the most part. 
Um, but it can be daunting, you know, sometimes to carve out and understand the systems and processes that we have in other parts of the organization. And so just building those relationships and taking time to understand those things and making sure that our people leaders understand ours. I, th I think that goes a long way. Yeah, one of the guests I just had on the show was talking about uh, how important if she if she could go back and give herself some advice to really immerse herself into technology and and uh, get better at that. I, I was joking with her how you know as soon as you perfect something technological, then it ends up changing <laughs> and really just... disrupted. So I know that's a never ending learning curve for all of us. But I, I wonder, Deborah, if if you could go back uh, just a few years and give your younger self uh, some keen piece of advice that you have learned over the last few years in your career professionally and personally, what would that be? Oh, wow. I would have more woo. I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Clifton Strengths. Um, yeah, I'm a strengths coach and ambassador. And that is just one thing that I don't have. And you know, for people that maybe aren't familiar with it, woo is kind of how we describe people who can enter a room and network really easily. They're energized by that. And I just don't have that. You know, I wish I did. So, but I've always understood my purpose, you know, my why, and I really have a heart for people and, and serving people. And so having that um, understanding over time that my how is different, I need to think about, okay, who can I help in this room or in this meeting? Uh, what might I contribute? What can I share? Who can I connect someone to? And, and that's my how, and that helps me to build confidence and to branch out and to network. So to my younger self, I would say, you know, you know your purpose, you know your why, find your how. And everybody has a different, you know, why and how. And I think it's just so important that we recognize how great those different pathways to success are because they're it, you know, it's diversity. Diverse strengths are, are really the foundation of diverse thought and innovation. So that's what I tell myself. Find your how. <laughs> you remind me of a story. And I, I, for our guest, bear with me because I'm going to go here because it's, you know, I guess it's my show and I, I can I can go down a path. But you remind me of, of I, I went on one interview in my life other than the first job I got out of college, which was at ADP, right? I went on this interview with this sales uh, organization they were selling I can't remember it was a software you know and I never forget I had to meet the kind of final decision maker executive VP down in Cincinnati so what I remember most about that was that I got to drive from Ohio from northeast Ohio down to Columbus and stay with my best buddy overnight because um, it was a, an easy place for me to get to and it was I, that way I made it to Cincinnati on time and me being in sales, I closed him at the end of the, the, the meeting. I thought it went pretty well. And I said, well, I can't remember his name. Sir, do you mind sharing any hesitations or concerns that you would have about hiring me? And he looked at me just, just stone cold and was like, you remind me of a banker. You don't have a lot of woo. And I was like, what does that mean? I didn't, I didn't, even, I didn't even know what to say. Like, I, I, I'm trained to like handle objections and like, do the feel felt found. And I was like, oh, okay. Are you still going to hire me? I came up, are you still going to hire me? He was like, yeah, I'll recommend that I hire you, but I think you need to work on bringing in a little bit more like enthusiasm to what you're doing. And I was like, and I thought I was being enthusiastic, but clearly uh, maybe I wasn't, didn't get a good night's sleep or something. I, or maybe that's who I am. But uh, I, th that's I think you have plenty of Deborah. I think 
I think everybody's got to find a place. Like a lot of people don't like to network, right? They don't, they don't get, they don't get energy from it. And you get into that room of a hundred people and you feel like, well, who in here do I know? That's where you pull your energy from the people that, you know, yeah. and meeting new is, 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 is different. Um, but it, it is so paramountly important to maybe make it small. I'm going to meet one person. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Right? And I think it helps um, so much. And you think about so many opportunities and human resources that we really need to network. We need to feel comfortable poking our head in the office of, you know, the CEO or the director of marketing or whoever it is that we're talking with. Um, building relationships in the community for recruiting and employer branding. It's so important. We have to be able to put ourselves out there. But everybody has a different, you know, method of doing that. So I had to kind of find mine. Yeah, good for you. Yeah, keep keep at it. All right, Deborah, I'm going to get you out of here on this. You've been great. I've enjoyed getting to know you. I feel I feel more well with my HR and uh, my blood <laughs> vessels are pumping here with uh, HR like a boss stuff. That's I think that's going to find its way in the book because uh, you you cornerstone the market on that. But if if you could for me describe someone that does HR like a boss. Uh, well, you know we have to be a business leader and I've heard a lot of your guests and, you know, I think we are business people in HR and that's so important that we um, again, have our fingers on the pulse of the organization and that we really um, understand our, our, the teams that we lead, that we're strong business partners, um, decision makers, comfortable with uncertainty. I think that all goes along with just good business leadership. But I, th I think next we have to have a positive perseverance. And for me, it's part of servant leadership. We need to really set the tone in our organization. I think it's so important for us to not be discouraged or offended easily. Um, that really goes a long way to support innovation and collaboration. You know, um, conflict managed well is really the foundation for awesome solutions. But you know, who wants, who wants conflict? So we have to really be the, the people who set the tone for positive interactions. Um, it's, it's the heart of servant leadership to me and it really goes a long way to support an engaged culture. And then finally, and I think, you know, this is another thing that, you know, we hear a lot, HR needs to be technologically adept. We really need to be able to, um, you know, we support our people and our processes really well. We also have to be able to manage our systems. And although we don't have to be experts in the systems of the teams we support, we need to be able to um, analyze the data. We need to be able to tell the story of the data. We need to be able to um, utilize our technology investments. And I, th I think this is an area of an opportunity for, for HR. Um, especially considering the expanding remote and global qualities of our teams, uh, we have to be technologically adept. So that's my two cents. Business yeah, leader, no. perseverance, and technologically adept. Well, the, you, you shared a lot, and I really, one thing you honed it, uh, hone in on in those compact, the, the con, uh, comments that you made was around conflict managed well. To me, healthy debate and conflict is necessary in a growing business in order for you to get somewhere to challenge the status quo and to have differing opinions and not have a bunch of yes men and women uh, sitting within a boardroom that are just going to do exactly what the CEO 
uh, wants to dictate. So you, you got to have that healthy debate. And I've, I've learned so much in the last few years in leading my firm that um, I do not have all the greatest ideas. And even though my kids' names are on the kind of front door, that uh, th th it's as much their firm as it is mine. And as long as we're opening up the door for them to share their opinions and provide their insights, we're going to be a better place to work. And as a result of that, we're going to be a better firm to our employees, to our customers, to our partners. So I really love that kind of conflict managed well. You, you kicked off the, our time together by improving the health of the organization. I already referenced the, uh, the blood vessels of the body as human, as HR. So, so you could tell that uh, that struck a chord with me. Uh, your ability to do effect to be effective with your people leaders and, and communicating um, ability to collaborate understand the business as people process tech with a honed in on the tech side because that seems to be a gap a gap for the hr uh, function as a whole and uh, the servant leadership and uh, i'll end with more woo right we need more woo yeah more woo Right. That's the best Thank we can so do, Deborah. That's the best we can do, right? <laughs> you asked me to woohoo, and it's like the worst thing you've ever heard in your life. So, oh, that's so funny. Yep. I'm with you. Well, thank you so much for including me. I was really happy to participate, and I just wish you the best of luck with your book. I'm excited to read the finished product, and um, I'll be listening. So, just grateful to be a part of it. Thank you for checking out the HR Like a Boss podcast. If it resonates with you, please consider leaving a rating and review. And better yet, subscribe and share with a friend. Until next time, let's continue to aspire to do amazingly awesome HR.